This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. Hello everybody and welcome to another brand new episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Monday, January 18th, where your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Tony Sanfilippo, coming off a weird work weekend, but uh, you know, you're bright, early, chipper, doing good, it looks like. Yeah, doing good, buddy. Um, good morning, everybody. Yeah, I hope everyone had a wonderful weekend. Um, as Christian said, I had a, oh, threw a monkey wrench in my sleep schedule. I went to work at 9, at 9 p.m. on Saturday night, didn't get out till around 6.45 a.m. Then, you know, went to bed about 7.30 in the morning, woke up at 1.32 o'clock in the afternoon, probably about 1.30, but got out of bed at 2 and just dragged well, I'd see you, you can I'd say ass. Other show, I can't say ass. <laughs> <laughs> so I dragged ass all day yesterday. And, uh, yeah, you know, it was a good time with my uncle. It was chill. Got to watch a couple of the uh, playoff games. And, uh, you know, here we are today. I got up at 6. But uh, I forced myself to go back to bed. You know, I stayed up for a little bit. But uh, here nor there, it's not like you want to know my day-by-day basis, but <laughs> cheers. Good to be here. Tony's blow-by-blow. Blow. Well, let's go ahead and kick things off the way we do each and every day with a question from my co-host. Now, Tony, even though you're rocking the Nevada gear, obviously you live in Colorado, what would you say is the worst natural disaster that you have to worry about in your area? Uh, in our area, if uh, it's wind and snow, so like blowing uh, snow conditions on the highways, um, but that's really it. It's snow, and then maybe in the summertime, flooding, but that doesn't happen too often. So. You guys do occasionally get tornadoes, but not often. Yeah, not really where I live. But, uh, yeah, the east, the more eastern plains in Colorado do. So we'll go with that. There you go. But Fair enough. All right. <laughs> yeah, kind of, kind of extremely rare, but. I guess there you go. (laughs) Well, all that goes to say that last weekend, a Denver man found out just how dangerous backcountry snowboarding can be after he survived an avalanche. Oh, I should have wore avalanche gear. There there you go. go. (laughs) Maurice Kervin has been skiing in the backcountry for a decade and has completed avalanche training. Kervin surveyed the conditions before heading out, but that was still no match for the backcountry avalanche danger. Kervin was recording while on the mountain near Loveland Pass. A slab started to go underneath him and the snow came down from above. Kervin said that when he deployed the airbag in his backpack, that's when he deployed the airbag in his backpack. 
I definitely wasn't in control at all. The avalanche was in control. I never had a doubt in my mind that I was going to get buried. My biggest concern was that I was going to hurt myself in some way and make it difficult getting off the mountain, shared Curvin. Curvin said he believes the airbag saved his life. His only injury was a dislocated finger. Hey, that's good. If you are planning to head to the backcountry for skiing or snowboarding this weekend, you need to have an airbag with you due to the considerable avalanche danger. Each time we have small loading event like new snow or winding or wind, expect an uptick in avalanche activity. Um, you know, I enjoy skiing, but uh, I don't think I'd ever put myself in a position to potentially be in an avalanche. You know, we've got great no. skiing here in Tahoe, but uh, not so much in the backcountry for me. No, that's pretty uh, pretty hardcore for sure. So yeah, and I yeah. I didn't even know that those airbags existed, which is kind of cool. So you know, if something's happening, you push the button, you pull the ripcord, whatever it is, and uh, I don't know if it creates some sort of thing that keeps you from getting buried. It pulls you to the top. Who knows? But it's awesome that that technology exists. No, absolutely. You gotta be safe out out in those mountains because they can get dangerous, especially when you go off the beaten path. It's it's not hard to fall into difficulties. We went uh, New Year's Day uh, to Rocky Mountain National Park, and there was one created path, but it wasn't. It was like man, you know, just people off the beaten path. Well, turns out like it was literally over like this frozen creek, and if that creek would have went in, Ooh. you would have, you know, that would have been a, a bad thing because that was quite a quite a steep little surprise there oh i'm sure yeah so you just don't know when it's snowing you can't you don't see it but avalanches are a real deal see i didn't think about that (laughs) during the mountains that is a huge huge natural disaster yeah and it just goes to show if you're out of nature just always sort of be aware of your surroundings yeah well that's it just be smart exactly speaking of being smart you guys are joining us today it is a brand new week of shows and you are smart for being here let's talk about today's show shall we briefly i hate mondays hate them therefore i decree from this day forward there will be no more mondays i'd be okay with that no more mondays but yeah, yeah that's the way it goes in any case as we do on mondays we have silly rabbit this bit is for kids we have a segment called welcome to the world of tomorrow Our call-in topic is How It Should Have Ended, Movie Edition. We have another edition of Whatever Happened to the Cast of. You're going to have to wait to find out. We close out the day with This Day in History, and up next, Tony is here with the entertainment news. Folks, don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Monday, January 18th. Now, we have a little thing called the Phoenix Line. It is our 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys the opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever. Maybe you survived an avalanche. We want to hear about it. That number, 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together, put them out in a future show. Now, speaking of entertaining, Tony is here with the entertainment news.
Good morning, everybody. It is Monday, January 18th, Martin Luther King Day. Yeah. Don't have a soundbite for that. Woo! Just give it a woo, and it's your Filippo Fast Five. <laughs> Ethan Hawke is going to join the Marvel Cinematic Universe to play Moon Knight's villain in the Moon Knight TV series. Very cool. Cool. WandaVision is MCU's highest rated show or movie on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, we'll talk about that in a little bit. <laughs> LeBron James is leaving Coke for Pepsi. Oh, no. He leaves everybody. He's so not loyal. <laughs> He'll be the new face of the Mountain Dew line. LeBron James. JJ Watt. <laughs> JJ Watt. <laughs> LeBron James. JJ Watt is likely to be traded by the Texan. Drew Brees will retire after yesterday's playoff game. Aaron Rodgers is going to experience his surprising career first NFC Championship game in Lambeau as the Packers advance. Uh, the Buffalo Bills beat the Ravens. They advance to the AFC Championship game, and the Chiefs hang on to beat the Browns to play the Bills. And Mr. Tom Brady beats Drew Brees in one final epic matchup as the Bucks beat the Saints. So Sunday's matchups are set. Bucks go to Green Bay to play the Packers in the NFC, and the Bills go to Kansas City. To play the Chiefs in the AFC Championship, and that's your Filippo Fast Five. <laughs> um, great games yesterday, by the oh, way. Um, so much fun all weekend, so, yeah. They were good. I really thought the Browns were going to pull it off. They were so close. Had they uh, not had that touch uh, touchback uh, happen to them, it'd be a whole different thing. So, yep. Uncle, <laughs> I'd much rather uh, beat a team full strength. So that way there's no excuse when I beat you. Exactly. You know, like, you don't want to be like, oh, well, you didn't have Mahomes, so that's why you won. So <laughs> I digress. I could talk football all day, but that's not what we're here about today. No, no, no. It's entertainment news. Um, I like to squeeze a little sports in there. Yeah, football um, is entertainment. I, I, I yeah. count that. Okay, good. Because I like to have a little sports action. You know, you can only talk so much geeky, nerdy stuff. And it's hard. I don't really like talking about all the other lame stuff out there you know not big on the like, kardashians you know? and yeah, yeah i don't yeah. care about the kardashian scene i don't care if kim and kanye are divorcing like i don't i don't want to talk about that crap because <laughs> it's crap i digress i'm vamping with my brother here we roll to the box office report as you know uh some cities are finally back like here in colorado they've they've opened theaters back up interesting i, I could go see a movie today if i choose but what will I see? Hmm. Wonder Woman 84 again? Nope. <laughs> that would be your soundbite part. Nope. Nope. Um, <clears throat> there you go. I love that one. Um, but the number one movie that everyone went to see this last weekend was Taken 9, <laughs> a.k.a. The Marksman. Which, by the way, Liam Neeson has decided like he's done. He's retiring from action movies again. Sure. He's retired before. I'll believe it. There's going to be some payday. Because he makes the same movie over and over. Like, why can't we just get him back as Qui-Gon? I'd, I'd be happy with him to come back. There's rumors. Little Qui-Gon Jim. There is rumors. So that's why I hope it's true. Um, but the Marksman was number one, bringing in a massive, a huge $3.22 million this weekend to be number one at the Bucks <laughs> office. It beat out Wonder Woman 84, which drew in uh, $2.6 million to bring its total to 35.7. And I hate to say it. I really want Wonder Woman. I wanted Wonder Woman to be good, and it just wasn't. It really um, wasn't. 
But you should still go see it in theaters. I mean, just to help the theaters out if you want to watch it. <laughs> uh, the Crude's A New Age hangs strong at number three at 39.2 mil. News of the world! Not to be confused with Welcome to the World of Tomorrow. <laughs> the next segment. 8.5 million. Monster Hunter, 9.3. And round out with Fatal, Promising Young Woman, Master! The Emperor's New Groove and the War with Grandpa is still in the top Is it 10. really? Wow. It really is. It's number 10. It's total 19.2 million. Talk about Oof. a success story. That movie sat on the shelf for years. And they're just like, let's put this out. Well, and the fact that it's only made 19.2 million over, I what, three months, four oh. months now that it's been out? Yeah. That's harsh. It's harsh. But uh, I'm excited. I always say I'm excited. I need to find better words than I'm excited. You're ecstatic. I'm intrigued to see how the theater is going to deliver this year. So uh, there is a a big one coming out in a week or so. I don't know if it comes out this week, but it's called The Little Things with Denzel Washington and uh, Jared Leto. Mm -hmm. Um, Looks actually pretty good. Now, that is a, a Warner Brothers movie. And I don't know if you've seen over the weekend they did the HBO Max sizzle reel of all the new movies coming yes. out. And then Netflix has their own of all of their new movies. And it looks yeah. like it's going to be an exciting 2021 in the world of movies. Absolutely. Um, yeah, that uh, the sizzle reel. It's funny you mentioned the sizzle reel because we're about to talk a little Look sizzle. at that. Uh, look at that. Warner Brothers um, says Godzilla and Kong will fight it out earlier so they're very godzilla and king kong seem very eager to settle their long-standing grudge i didn't really know they had a grudge but they did back in the day i don't really follow (laughs) all that stuff uh warner brothers is godzilla versus kong mega monster mashup will be released march 26th two months ahead of schedule Whoop! a movie coming out early get out of (laughs) here the flick will premiere simultaneously in theaters and on the streaming service HBO Max. The movie cost $160 million to make, and making a profitability is a long shot given the pandemic-related closing of theaters. In December, Warner Brothers tested out the hybrid with Wonder Woman that cost $200 million, but has only recouped $132 million. So... Um, I think this is good that it's coming out earlier. Um, It's a great sign of things. I think March is a safe place yeah because it was trying to go out in may and then if we do get back to normal which please 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 i hope so um it'd be up against a lot of big flicks so um this is this is a good thing i think it's a great decision on warner brothers part and uh i have seen the trailer and it actually looks pretty good so yeah we should be interested we recently watched uh godzilla king of monsters which was enjoyable i didn't like it as much as the previous godzilla movie but, uh, you know, this is all sort of leading up to that from Kong Skull Island. And so it looks interesting. Uh, the one thing that is, you know, they sort of poop on uh, Wonder Woman 84 only bringing in $132 million. But what they don't account for is how many new HBO Max subscribers there are due to Wonder Woman coming to their service at the same time. Because at 15 bucks a pop, you know, you, know, you get 100,000 new subscribers. That's going to add up to a good chunk of change. Oh, absolutely. And I don't know the revenue uh, logistics of how much that movie is streamed, how much money it gets, but, you know, you got to imagine they're getting something for that. Right. 
Um, and I'm glad you brought up the King of Crystal Skull. See, Godzilla and King Kong confused me a little bit because I always thought King Kong well, was a universal property. But I know Kong from Skull Island was done by Warner Brothers, which is not affiliated with the Universal version. So right. <laughs> a little confusing on on those aspects. So, well, Kong now is a um, oh, what's the uh, oh, what's the term? Uh, it's like the birthday song. It's uh, shared it's rights. Really... It's, um, it's okay. Uh, it's it's kind of like the best way to say it is like this is why other companies can make Pinocchio movies. That's and, exactly it. And like Red Riding Hood, things like that. Like there's no one company owns the rights to those, so they can do their own take on it. Right. Not anymore. You know, it, basically the rights have run out, and now anybody can do their take. Gotcha. Well, that makes sense. Um. Let's see. What else do we want to talk? Let's talk more sizzle reel. So you mentioned Netflix uh, and HBO Max ran their sizzle reel. I mean, come on. Who's not excited for Space Jam 2, right? (laughs) With your buddy, LeBron James. LeBron Um, James. There was a lot of movies that were announced on this uh, sizzle reel. So we got some action flicks. Army of the Dead, which has Dave Bautista, Awake, um, Red Notice, Sweet Girl, um, horror movies, thrillers there's so many movies coming out some of the biggest ones like in the sizzle reel was uh that i really liked was the ryan reynolds uh dwayne the rock johnson and red notice yeah movies yeah that just looked really good so well and apparently um, they just launched the uh, anthony mackie one where it's like futuristic and he's trying to take down these uh cyborgs or androids that looks really good uh there's a new chris hemsworth movie in there that looks pretty good yeah, there's going to be a lot of movie go, watching. I still got to go watch the Hemsworth movie and Charlize Theron because Netflix has done a great job of putting these out and they're getting great reviews. So yeah, it's good. And one minute before the birthday, um, well, I guess that's the end of the segment, really, because birthdays are kind of now. So let's just roll the birthdays. Um, I will say before that, WandaVision is out on Friday. I'll talk a little more about it tomorrow, but. It's worth a watch. We'll discuss more tomorrow. But let's get to those birthdays so I don't take up too much time. Sounds good to me. It's my birthday! Oh, yeah. The American treasure, the golden icon, the one and only, and the adorable, in 90, uh, the adorable golden girl, Betty White, is 99. Problems and Blanche ain't one young. <laughs> Happy birthday. 99. That's impressive. Oh, yeah, it is. Still going good. She says what keeps her young is uh, she likes to laugh and just be happy. So that works. I like it. Um, Alrighty then. This ace is not dumb. No, sir, he's smoking. Almighty. And here's the deal. This non-Grinch is 59, and he cannot lie. The pen is blue. The goddamn pen is blue. Jim Carrey, <laughs> 59. Survey says this blunder wonder. Never is aging. Steve Harvey is 64. Who's that girl? It's Jess. That's what's happening. Baby, it's cold outside. Zoe Dachanel is the new 41. You go, girl. What? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Little John is turned down for what? 50. I don't know if those wow. are all his songs, but there you go. He's older than I thought. <laughs> yeah, he didn't look 50. Luke, Simba, Akeem, the Beast, he is your father. The man, the myth, the freaking legend, Mr. Darth Vader's voice, Mufasa. James Earl Jones is 90. He's 90. Wow. 
This bull god once shacked up with Pam Anderson, and he was a devil without a cause and an American badass. Well, his name is Kurt, man. He used to rock. He's 50. Kid Rock. (laughs) 50. What's his name like? His real name, Bob? Something. Something weird. Something like that. The results are in. The DNA has confirmed Maury Povich is 82. (laughs) He's invisible. He's blue. He's a destroyer, and he was a champion of the WWE. You still can't see him. He's so stealthy. Dave Batista is 51. Marshall loves you, man, when he's forgetting Sarah. He will start a Dracula opera with puppets and hang with the Muppets. Thank God he didn't become the dead man on campus. Hey, Kyle. Nope, he's alive and no longer a geek or a freak. Jason Siegel is 41. Nice. 41. And lastly, uh, this freak on a leash is so blind, but don't worry, he's got the laugh. Jonathan Davis, lead singer of Korn, 49. And also, um, Jimmy Jones of Pop Culture Kaboom's former favorite running back is now Tim Nidell's favorite running back. And check out Tim Nidell on Be Kind Rewind on the Christian Phoenix Media Network. Leonard Fournette is 25 and that's your birthdays for today (laughs) well folks that does it for the entertainment news when we come back we've got silly rabbit this bit is for kids we'll see you after these messages after these messages we'll be right back Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Monday, January 18th. Now we are all over social media with many of you watching us right now as we speak on Facebook Live or YouTube Live. Now, if you want to get a hold of me on social, I'm available at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, radio, of course, with an R, or on Instagram and Twitter at Phoenix Media Radio. Tony is available at facebook.com forward slash Tony.Sanfilippo. That's S-A-N-F-I-L-I-P-P-O dot nine four, or on Instagram at Tony.Sanfilippo81. Now, being that it's Monday, we like to explore the crazier side of the things that kids do or how they keep us entertained. It is time for Silly Rabbit. This bit is for kids. (laughs) That intro. It's good. So now it's another enjoyable episode of Silly Rabbit. This bit's for kids. And today we are going to talk about... What are we going to talk about? I've got some tweets by kids that don't know how to deal with their COVID-idiot parents. Interesting. So, yeah, it's interesting. So I thought I was scrolling through to find this. I had a couple of bits to save, and I saved some for others. But this one resonated for me. So being back home in Nevada, like having my dad that just got over having COVID, you know, trying to tell him what he couldn't couldn't do felt really weird to me. <laughs> so when I read these, I was like, well, this seems fun. Let's... Let's see. I haven't read all these tweets, so they're going to be coming out at you as I read them. But uh, kids often have different views and opinions of their parents, and they're okay with it, usually. But when dads and moms start openly disrespecting the coronavirus in front of their sons and daughters, well, 
it's game time, which in social distancing terms means shaming them online. So here we go. (laughs) (laughs) At uh, Bridget Delaney on Twitter, in an unsettling reversal of my teenage years, I'm now yelling at my parents for going out. (laughs) You can't do that. What are you doing? Um, Kaya Wilson, I had to tell my 70-year-old mum that they're calling this pandemic the boomer remover before I could convince her to cancel all of her boomer cluster activities. <laughs> but mom, it's a boomer removal. You can't go out. No. You cannot go play with Blanche. No. You, you, no. No. Please don't. Okay. Boomer remover. Great stuff. At Grant, at Grant Grinder. Ooh. Whoa. <laughs> Grant Grinder. Double G. Oh, I need a radio name. Grant, I'm Grant Grinder. I like to grind. <laughs> <laughs> my mom informed me that she and my dad still haven't canceled the cruise they planned for next month, to which I replied, over my dead body, you're going on that cruise, Deborah." which is all to say that the student has finally become the teacher. Oh, I don't think that's going to stop your mom, but... Mr. and Mrs. Grinder are going to grind on that cruise whether you like it or not, young man. That's just how that's going to go. Unless the cruise cancels it themselves. But. That's really the only way that can cancel that. And I don't even know if cruises are happening right now. I don't know. I, I, don't know. I, I haven't looked, but I'd be willing to go try it. I don't know if Royal Caribbean or uh, any cruise carnival, you you want a guinea pig? I've, I've already had it, so pick this dude. I'll try. I'll eat your crappy food. I mean, your yummy food at the Windjammer. Right. <laughs> I'll eat your curry-fused burgers. <laughs> yeah, I still don't. I still have not forgotten that thing. Ah, oh, Jarvis. I, Lacey, I need a good, like, Jarvis nickname for you. Cruises are still canceled through April. Okay. Thank you. Good to know. She's like my own personal assistant. I love it. <laughs> Going to start <laughs> Shruti Sunderman. Going to start a support group called Children of Boomer Parents During Corona Anonymous. All right, Shruti. All right. Uh, My mom, Laura Martin, my mom is ignoring me because I've been telling her what to do amid the coronavirus outbreak. Ugh! Being in charge of a boomer is challenging. (laughs) How do you think your mom felt, Laura? I'm sure you were challenging. She sounds like a uh, millennial just whining and and crying. Yeah, I'm starting to think that this list is that. So I'm going to poke fun back the other way and to be Ellie. fair you and i are elder millennials but uh, i don't think we share a lot of those same traits i'd like to just say we're a part of that cool generation there you go in between where you're like you know these kids are gonna be pretty badass I agree. or they might just be a pain in the ass like we teeter <laughs> could be either work <laughs> my freaking 60 year old mom is mocking the dang virus roll my eyes roll my eyes angry emoji she actually threw a covid party can't get her to take it seriously. What's up with these hot-headed boomers? And in the picture, there is four proud golden girls, blue gloves, mask, and they they have and they have Kirkland signature wipes. There you go. Thank you. Nope, Ellie, mom's right. She had Kirkland signature wipes. <laughs> well, it sounds like they're doing it right. They got masks. They got gloves. They're wiping yeah. things down. There's only four and of the them. The party was welcome to the S show. Yeah. <laughs> Rhymes with spit. <laughs> M, uh, my mom just said, I'm going to get the coronavirus, so don't worry about me. This is someone who gets bronchitis. Oh, sorry. Arr! Rewind. <laughs> my mom just said, I'm not going to get the coronavirus, so don't worry about me. 
And this is coming from someone who gets bronchitis with every cold, has diabetes, has high blood pressure. The arrogance of baby boomers is something to see. Um, yeah, your mom probably is going to get it. That's uh, going to be one of those people. Yeah, else. yeah. You, you definitely want to worry in that case. Yeah, that's a good one. So I'm definitely on M side on that one. Jenna, trying to explain to my boomer parents how serious this virus is. And all my mom had to say was, we increased our vitamin intake, so we'll be fine. How do I gently explain that her ignorance could get her very ill? Jenna, you can't. She's just going to get sick. Or she's super immune and she'll be fine. Yeah, she's chowing down on those Flintstones vitamins. It's all yeah. good. If you're a Flintstone kid, you're 10 million strong and you're still growing. Like, you're good. Amami <laughs> Balage, baby booners don't give a single bleep about this virus. My dad is from the hood, so he claims he's seen worse. He like, you all grew up in the suburbs. That's why you scared grinding us up. Another grinding reference. Wow. <laughs> Yikes. That's a pretty harsh tweet. Yikes. Okay. Well, James Longman, me. I'm worried about you. Please stay inside. 74-year-old mother. Oh, darling, please. I've lived through three wars. Me. Okay, well, just don't let anyone in. I know. I know. But I'm, I've turned... Well, it says mom, so now that instantly put British instead right. of Southern. Like Southern <laughs> Bale. I screwed that up. But a lovely young... Girl, did you did my hair yesterday? They love me. Okay, that just that tweet was a bomb. That was that, a yeah. mess. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh, Jade, my school has confirmed COVID case, and my parents don't believe in it. I'm going to start sobbing. So, okay, all right, mom, dad, it's real. No, no, it's not. What's well, real until your parents get it, okay? <laughs> a rebel and a thug. My parents are planning to come help me move. I asked my mom if she still thought that was a good idea. She's like, you worried we might give you the virus. No, ma'am, you're old. I'm worried about you. <laughs> she is like, we ain't your average 60-year-olds. Okay, boomer. <laughs> so it's just funny to me how Twitter nowadays everyone's referred as boomer and stuff. So. Right. All right. And lastly... Because um, I know the time is expiring. So at Allie Monster, or her Twitter handle, WardamFox. Man, if you want to piss off boomers, just tell them this. This is going to last longer than two weeks and watch them implode. My mom stormed out of the room when I read science about the virus and its spread. My stepdad said, it was all crap. And they were all mad at me. <laughs> Ooh, no, I'm going to read this last one because okay. it has Costco in it. So. Ooh, there you go. At Janae who at NPR will volunteer to tell my 74-year-old mother who just got over breast cancer that, yes, it's worse than a flu and she doesn't need to be going to book clubs and all over town, water aerobics, Costco, for no reason. She won't listen to me, but she'll listen to you. Only you. So if she, if we go, if she goes to Costco, we just got to say, Mom, Janae's mom, you need to stay home. Okay, stay home. <laughs> and that's it for... Silly Rabbit, this bit's for kids. Although this week it was more like Silly Rabbit, this bit's for millennials who are pissed off at boomers. <laughs> exactly. Well, folks, <laughs> when we come back, we've got a segment called Welcome to the World of Tomorrow. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Monday, January 18th. Now, if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it is easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts, whether it's Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, about 20 in all. While you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review. Let us know what you think and tell your friends because sharing is caring. Now in this segment, which we've titled, Welcome to the World of Tomorrow. (laughs) Jesse and I often talk about uh, how amazing it is, how far we've come in just a short period of time. You know, if you look at uh, the last 10 years versus the last 100 years, there's been more advances, more things happening technologically than in that previous period of time. So I came across an article with a number of things that prove we are living in the future right now. Tony, uh, are you ever amazed by just how quickly things are progressing and, and, you know, just where we're at in life right now? Oh, yeah, totally. Like it's, it's just the technology and everything. Like I'm fascinated just by technology that's been around for a little bit. And I'm just now discovering because I'm, I'm, I'm old now not really okay but boomer like like for example like the the echo uh setup like i have in my house like how everything can just sync i could play music in every room and all that stuff i can just you have a virtual assistant it's crazy and then last night for the very first time i tried the oculus like the virtual reality i've never uh-huh. done it never done anything holy crap what an experience it's that cool thing isn't was, it flipping neat it was like i did a skydiving video oh it was crazy it was weird it's weird to watch somebody record me do it i look a little ridiculous but there was like a shoot 'em game oh man technology love it so yeah cut me off sometimes i'll take the whole damn segment right so speaking of technology especially when i'm chipper i'm all over the place speaking of technology some obviously make our lives a little bit easier some are just more for fun but this one's definitely in the convenience factor says the mirror in my hotel in japan has a heated part that won't steam up after a shower you know we've all been there you know you're in the bathroom it's steamy you wipe it down and then five seconds later it steams up again something as easy as just a heated element won't steam up it's crazy, it, right? Oh. <laughs> I didn't know about that, but it's funny to think things like that because, like, our cars, modern day cars, have those little uh, heated uh, elements in them where just instant, just starts to frost and all that stuff. Exactly. It's crazy. All right, let's move on with. Welcome to the world of tomorrow. Here's something that's still sort of mind blowing we can translate everything through our phones. Not only audio, so, you know, if you're talking to somebody from a different country, you can speak in and then it'll basically spit out whatever it is in their country. But also with the camera, uh, there are apps where if you look at a different language, uh, you know, through the camera on your phone, it shows up in English and you can translate it that way. It is just mind blowing what technology does. I need that. Like I have the translating app back when I worked at the business center for the peanut butter butter <laughs> couldn't understand them so <laughs> hey, yeah. but uh, you know like that's that's super helpful and it's crazy it's just a matter of things like i feel like you kind of have 
a lot of stuff at, the, at your fingertips. You know, definitely something we didn't have when we were little guys. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Let's move on with... Welcome to the world of tomorrow! Here's something you sort of take for granted, and it's amazing how far technology's come. Toast. Normally, you put a toast, you know, a piece of toast in the toaster. You have to try and peer down to see if it's done. If you pop it up too early, you got to push it back down and hope you pop it back up again before it burns itself. Well, now there's a button that says lift and look. You can press it. It lifts it up so you can see it and then lowers it back down. And then there's even a button that says a bit more. So uh, if you just need to toast it just a touch more, you just hit that button. Sure enough, your toaster takes care of it. That's fancy. Yeah. Well. That's a uh, quite the fancy toaster. Let's yeah, move on. Very much so, right? Oh, yeah. Welcome to the world of tomorrow. Here's a picture of a woman sitting at an air- airport. She's got her legs crossed, and she's got her bionic arm plugged into a charger. Says, forgot to charge my arm last night, charging at cell phone charge area in the airport. Hashtag amputee problems. I mean, we're to the point where people have bionic arms that they can use and sort of control with their mind it actually does more of the muscle response uh, through electrodes but they can open they can close they can pick things up they can bump knuckles we're living in the future it's crazy it is it was weird even in virtual reality last night i danced with a robot it was strange <laughs> creep me out I'm not gonna lie let's move on welcome to the world of tomorrow tony 10 years ago in 2011 what was the largest capacity size you could get on a micro SD chip? 128 gigs, maybe? 128 megabytes. Megabytes, okay. Yep. Now we're up. Ten, wow, that's insane. I, I was going to say 64 gigs, but. Nope, not even a single gig. And of course, now you can easily get 64 gigs, 128 gigs. You might even be able to get 500 gigs on a micro SD at this point. That's nuts. I think around that time, that time frame, I bought my first hard drive for my uh, desktop, and it was uh, only a one terabyte. And I remember paying like 150 bucks for a one terabyte. But yeah. One terabyte at the time was massive. Now it's like I got this little side. I mean, it's so tiny. <laughs> it's it, it takes up like no room, and it's like five terabytes. And I paid. 69 bucks for it you know it's funny you mentioned that and speaking of welcome to the world of tomorrow there are flash drives the little thumb flash drives that are one terabyte like you said so tiny and they'll even let you know how much memory they're taking up there's a little lcd screen um, that shows you how much room you have left on it which is just crazy to think you can have that much memory in a tiny little stick that is nuts, you know, and it, and it just triggered a, a technology thing, man, like from when we were younger, like the books of CDs, you know, in our cars, like your your visor, and you all know you had that visor with all the CDs, <laughs> or you had the books or the cases with, you had to bring your music, like, oh, I want to listen to this album, it, and driving with pain in the ass to switch, now it's just digital, you can even use your virtual assistant to just say, hey, I'll play this, and exactly. it plays it, and Spotify, just everything, music services that it's all at your fingertips. It's crazy. I love it. Yeah, yeah. It's I'm not gonna lie. So much fun. And then you know, obviously those little thumb drives. You know, they can hold a hundred books worth of CDs in them. You know, it's yeah. Uh, it's just a simple plug in and just 
done. Yep. Speaking of plugging things in. Welcome to the world of tomorrow. Obviously, one of the biggest complaints when USBs came out was that you always had to put it in in the right direction. Obviously, you didn't want to force it in upside down. You could have problems. Tony, have you used one of the universal USBs now that you can plug in regardless of which way it's plugged in? Um, no, I haven't. It's interesting. The That middle like stick that's in the inside, it's more like a floppy type thing. And so regardless of which way you put it in, it just slides over to one side. That's nuts. Yeah, no, the ones I've used are just like, and you know, like when you put it in, if it doesn't go, you're like, oh, just flip it and then it slides right, right, right. in. Yeah. There's some cases where you don't even have to do that anymore, which is very, very cool and convenient. You know, it saves you five seconds, but, you know, we we all look forward to those uh, conveniences. Let's move on with Welcome to the World of Tomorrow. Speaking of memory and storage, there's a picture here, and I'm going to post this up on our Facebook page so you guys can uh, take a look through and reminisce. But uh, it says... This is what 10 megabytes looked like in the 1960s. And the guy is holding up a wheel, like a magnetic disc wheel, that's about the size of a car tire. It is massive and only 10 megabytes. That's nuts. I've, I think I've seen an old picture of, like a, of a massive computer. Like they opened a room and there was these really tall computers that ate up a whole room. And it was like something ridiculous, like uh, 100 uh, megabytes or something like that. Yeah, it's nothing compared to today. Let's move on. Welcome to the world of tomorrow. This one, a picture of a uh, Razer phone. It says, uh, remember when you were in high school and the Razer was the new, hottest, coolest phone in the world? <laughs> it's now on display in a museum. Boy, that makes me feel old. Yeah, doesn't it, though? Yeah. And Razer... It's uh, crazy... Go they ahead. brought it back, didn't they? Yeah, Motorola just brought back the Razer, and it's got one of those uh, OLED screens that's foldable. Looks pretty cool, but I, I'm still not going to trade in my uh, iPhone. No, I'm sticking with mine, too. <laughs> Simple. It talks to everything. I don't need to. And the whole flip thing, I don't I don't know, man. Back in the day, it was very cool because you had the Zach Morris phones. You had, like, I, they just they're big. Just like big and Nokia, bricky. Yep. snake on. Yeah. Let's move on. Welcome to the world of tomorrow. This one blows my mind. There's a picture of a guy and there's something not right with his eye. Well, it turns out he has a camera for an eye and then he's holding up a little display of what the camera is seeing. So he literally has a camera in the eye, which is just mind blowing that 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 exists nowadays. Holy cow. So like, does it go in his eye or is it like, yeah, it's where a fake eye would be. It's, it's amazing. Wow, that's nuts. I was going to say, I always thought about like at concerts, like glasses or something that just could record so you didn't have to do this. Oh, that would be so like cool. I do. It'd be just cool <laughs> to just do that and stream or something. Yep. Anyway. Well, folks, we are headed into our long break. Go ahead and use the bathroom, listen to the news, get some tea. And when we come back, we've got a call-in topic of how it should have ended, movie edition. Don't go anywhere. We'll see you guys in about seven minutes. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s.
Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. Gentlemen, I wash my hands of this weirdness. second hour of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Monday, January 18th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. Still joined by my co-host, Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, you ready for the fastest hour of the day? Yes, I am, buddy, and I'm glad I didn't go the doo-doo-doo-doo-doo. <laughs> what? Did we just become best friends? Yep. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad we didn't have any, uh, you know, remix versions. <laughs> <laughs> in any case folks this is the interact portion of the show where we want to hear from you guys the listeners and watchers on whatever our topic of the day is now we do give that to you 20 out 20 20 hours no 20 20. hours a day baby <laughs> 24 four hours in advance and uh, we'll let you know at the end of the next segment what tomorrow's call and topic is but in order to participate you can either call us on the phoenix line at any point between now and tomorrow at 855 phoenix radio that's 855 f-e-n-i-x r-d-o or 855-336-4973 or you can chime in on our live facebook video just head over to facebook.com forward slash christian phoenix radio click on the live video and comment in there today's topic is how it should have ended movie edition now we did this before with tv shows tv series that uh, you know just didn't end the way that we liked it wasn't satisfying well there's a number of movies that you know you'll watch and think wow this is a really good movie i'm enjoying this and then it gets to the end and it either throws a twist at you that doesn't sit quite right or it ends in a way that's like you know what I'm not really feeling it. Uh, speaking of which, Tony, anything come to mind on your end about uh, a movie that didn't end quite right and how you would have changed it? It did, but I'm blanking on it all of a sudden. I don't know why. Like oh, no. I thought, I've been thinking about it all morning, and then I thought about it on the break, and now I've sat here and I forgot. So why don't you go first, and then I will <laughs> I get the gears back. In, I'm on top of everything but that one today. So I didn't That's really right. like think this out. So. So, <laughs> so for me, and it was actually a movie Jesse and I watched fairly recently, uh, was Lucy directed by Luke Besson. Uh, he hmm. was he directed uh, The Fifth Element. He directed The Professional. A couple of great movies. He's had some stinkers as well, but uh, obviously starring Scarlett Johansson, it was sort of the impetus to get her into the Black Widow role, role showing that uh, you know she can be uh, you know a kick-ass action hero. Great More movie, than her Home Alone three time. Exactly, yeah. um, you know, and it basically the premise of the movie is that she's a drug mule that uh, you know somehow the drug she's uh, transporting leaks into her system, but it enhances her brain so you know they always say you're only using 10 percent of your brain uh what would happen if you used 100 percent? and so it sort of goes from there where she starts using 20 then 30 then 40 and moves on up to that point great action a lot of fun stuff sort of her as a superhero but the way it ended just didn't sit quite right uh, if you plan on seeing it obviously spoiler alert but uh, you know she ends up becoming this like living computer where she's everywhere she's in uh you know all of the uh technology that's 
through there. And, uh, you know, she ends up handing off this little thumb drive to Morgan Freeman's character, giving him all of the knowledge in the world. And it was sort of just a lackluster ending, in in my opinion, whereas it would have been better if, you know, she sacrificed herself to uh, get Morgan Freeman, uh, you know, this information because the bad guy was getting ready to kill her. Um, You know, but it was just one of those things where she just sort of disappeared. They've got the knowledge of the world and everything is good. So that always sat a little weird with me. Uh, Tony, did it come back to you at all? It it did. Yeah. I don't know why I drew a blank, but it. I did. That's it's all right. Kind of slow going. Maybe that's the effects of the weekend. I I don't know, but yeah, mine's uh, the the most recent Star Wars, the uh, Rise of the Skywalker. Uh, how I would have done that, obviously, we we know there's we had to buy into some crap premise that Palpatine had lived in the Death Star that was under the ocean this whole time, and he was attached to the stupid machine, and he created everything, and whatever it was kind of a dumb thing but if you throw that out the window um the final the final part where she was battling palpatine and and right before he's like i am all the fifth and she's like oh i'm all the jedi and like when they do that like i would have loved to see like before that as they climax i would have loved to see all the force ghosts of every jedi every big jedi you could think of since it's the final of the Skywalker trilogy, man, you want to see all that. Right. And I would have loved if they all, like, had, they were there, like, in unison with their sabers and stuff, and then all kind of morphed into her, giving her that power to show it, and then, and then go to town like she did, as opposed to, oh, I'm all the Jedi, and you hear the voices, which was nice, but if you didn't watch like the clone war shows, things like that, you're going to miss some of the voices and like, Oh, who is that? Who is that? Right. Um, it would have been better to visually see it more of a visual would have drawn it more. And then at the end, when she's on Tatooine and, and she said, you know, when she looked at the two sons going down to kind of conclude, it would have been great to have, you know, um, Anakin, uh, Luke, Leia, Obi-Wan, like every, if it was the Skywalker thing, it would have good. You could have had Leia, Luke, you could have skipped Obi, I guess, but, you know, could have had the Skywalkers plus um, Kylo standing there and Han Solo since it was all family at the end. It would have been a great way to just say goodbye to the cast that we loved in the original Star Wars as well as her forging her adventure. Like, I have no problem with her saying, oh, Skywalker. That's great, but I would have loved to see the visuals of the Force Ghosts and things like that. I think it would have made it that much better. Didn't happen, but that's how I thought that should have all ended. I agree. You know, that would have been a great visual. We only heard four or five voices, which, you know, really didn't have the same impact. And then uh, sort of, you know, the, the... the cheapness of her being a Palpatine versus I think the original intention she was that she was a Kenobi. Um, yeah. I think that would have been more impactful. So, you know, yeah, that's especially no one ever, ever having sex with the old crusty old Palpatine. Right. <laughs> Good. Do it. But what fo- are we doing tonight, babe? Do it. <laughs> Folks, that's what we're talking about. We want to hear from you. Chime in now. What's a good movie that should have ended differently? Let us know. Go ahead and uh, head over to our Facebook page and comment in there. When we come back, it is all about you guys. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Monday, January 18th. Now we're smack dab in the middle of the interactive portion of the show where we want to hear from you guys on our topic of the day. In order to do so, just head over to facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. Click into the live video there and comment now with your pick for a good movie with a crappy ending and how you would have changed it. Uh, We talked about Lucy uh, in the last break. We talked about Rise of Skywalker. And uh, Tony is still on mute, so we can't understand a word that he is saying. That's okay. I would have interrupted what you were saying, so you're fine. All I said was, <laughs> hey, Lucy, you have some explaining to do. <laughs> Different Lucy. That's all. But it would have, yeah, it would have interrupted you completely. Yeah, okay. that's all right. Now, uh, we do have uh, some of our usuals, our big Phoenix fans who uh, typically chime in. Uh, Tony, I assume that they've chimed in on this topic, considering uh, yes. it's, you know, it, Yes, and and now How most I will of us call. Feel. I will call when Lacey chimes in. If you guys are watching, when I re- refer to her as my virtual assistant, when she helps you out when I struggle, I will. We came up with the term Friday since I was, that's what uh, Stark's uh, replacement after Jarvis. So she will be Friday. I was. I keep calling her Jarvis because she's a beautiful woman. She ain't. She ain't. I do. <laughs> I was even going to recommend You're Friday no because it is the female voice of, you know, Tony Stark's yeah. assistant. So yeah. that so makes she's sense. Friday now when I say that. Um, but uh, she said the movie that she would change the ending to. I'm going to put this right here so I can uh, look at the camera while I read it versus looking down. Um, <clears throat> the ending to Gone, Gone with the Wind, which is her favorite movie of all time. She hates that they don't end up together at the end and that. I know it gave us the line, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. But Ray and Scarlet needed to end up together. They did make up for it in Scarlet, the sequel, because they do end up together. But the original, which I didn't even know there was a sequel, so thank you for letting me know. I've Little known fact, I've never seen Gone with the Wind. What? No of it. Never watched it, though. Never, ever. It's a long but, movie. But they should, uh, they should end up together, I would assume. So um, she definitely would have fixed that. And she does have more, but do you want to chime in on that? Uh, boy, not much to say. I mean, other than uh, when I went to film school, that was required viewing. I just remember it being a long movie that I somewhat enjoyed. You know, I, I've never been a big fan of the old, like, you know, everything's good. But, uh, you know, it is one of the only ones where they don't live happily ever after. It is sort of a, a jarring, you know, the thing that they don't end up together, which probably made it as groundbreaking as it was for its time. Yeah. Well, maybe they'll make like mini series nowadays on it. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> what, what could have happened? Um, she also said in little women, Lori should have ended up with Joe. Oh, I oh, totally yes, agree. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I've never seen little I'm, women. I'm with, I'm with you. <laughs> little women with Lori ends up with Joe. Little women. Let me ask and you this. Lacey's, just oh, yeah. how little are the women? They're I'm just little. kidding. It's a friend's they're reference. Like, you, they're like that 80s cartoon. We are the little women. Remember that show, We're I the Littles? Do. <laughs> oh, weird. And I always remember with that on a side tangent, it would always end with, at the end, the cartoon. Deek! D-I-C. Deek! <laughs> totally. <laughs> Anyways, I digress. That took a weird left turn. Um, Lacey's mom says, the end of the way we were, they should have stayed together. And same with Funny Girl. <laughs> and uh, oh. 
obviously all. And I of- keep reading it like, like Ron Burgundy. She's still texting more stuff. I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll text you what she said after that, but not on air. <laughs> gotcha. All right. So uh, yeah, you know, these are movies that uh, you know. Admittedly, I haven't seen most of you know Funny Girl or, or you know, the way we Funny were. Girl. But, oh well. But uh, you know, some is that a Woody Allen movie? I think it is. Pretty yeah. sure. Um, but movies that are a little bit more in our genre, a little geeky, nerdy, sci-fi, horror, those sort of things. Uh, what about AI, artificial intelligence from 2001, directed by Steven Spielberg, the great Steven Spielberg, produced by Stanley Kubrick, which made it a little bit on the weird side. But if you remember, you know, uh, David, you know, the little boy sat there for 2000 years in the ice and then is thought out by these uh, super advanced androids. And then, you know, they give him one more day to sort of feel his feels before disconnecting him. And it just, the whole movie was sort of a fun, weird trip. And that was just sort of a strange way to end it all, especially for somebody who rides so high on emotions like Steven Spielberg. Yeah. You know, fun fact. I never watched AI. Seriously. I know of it, but I never watched it. Well, here's a movie that I know you've seen. And, of course, uh, again, it had an ending. Isn't that weird? I'm just throwing movies. I'm like, yeah, i never seen it. Eh, never seen <laughs> that it. one surprises me, though. What about M. Night Shyamalan's The Village? Again, it was a oh, yeah. decent enough movie that sort of built up this, you know, these creatures that are in the woods and there's scary things happening. And then at the end, you find out that it's not a, you know, turn of the 20th century, that they're actually living in today in this, you know, far off compound. And, you know, it it takes place now. It's just not a satisfying ending. And then it raises so many more questions like, wouldn't there have been at some point a plane that flies overhead and people be like, a monster? Yeah, exactly. One, that's... The M. Night Shyamalan movies, like, I love the fact that what he did with The Sixth Sense and he made that twist. It was so good where you were like, holy crap, I didn't see that coming. You go back and watch it again. And, but after you've you've seen it the second time to catch the little things, it's not one you go back and watch, unfortunately, because you know how it's going to end. And it just doesn't really have that shock value, I guess. So the buildup, you already know. Right. Um, kind of his movies are kind of like that, like The Happening. I know it's Zoe Deschanel's birthday, so we'll bring that up. But, like, that movie, you had her and Mark Knuckle knuckle Sandwich uh, Wahlberg. (laughs) Hey, guys, I'm going to give you a world-class knuckle sandwich. Um, I can't do it as good as Ryan could do it. But, uh, you know, that movie had star potential, and it looked good. It looked creepy. But then at the end, it's the plants. Right. The plants are killing us. What are you going to do to prevent that? It's an open world. you got to breathe the air. So if they put stuff in the air, you're screwed. What are you not going to do? Not breathe it in? Right. <sighs> like, that was a real crappy twist plot ending. Like, it should have... <laughs> that movie just shouldn't have happened, not how it ended. It just was terrible. I agree. I absolutely I agree. digress. We're talking movies with endings. That, Not that. So. Right. And good movies overall with crappy endings. Yes. <laughs> For instance, here's one that I actually kind of agree with. A great movie series. You know, you had the uh, uh, Christopher Nolan Dark Knight series with, uh, you know, Christian Bale as Batman. And then The Dark Knight Rises, which, you know, the whole lead up with Bane, how they sort of kept that in the real world was awesome. 
except for the ending was, you know, did he die? Did he not die? Did Alfred actually see him, you know, at the end? You know, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt was actually Robin, but he wasn't Robin, and he inherited the Batcave. It felt rushed and weird, and... It did. Yeah. You know, it was sort of akin to uh, um, Inception with the spinning top, like... Is he in the dream world? Is he not in the dream world? Yeah. You know, it, it just left more questions than wrapping it up really sort of nicely. Yeah, that one was, it was overall a good movie, but I agree with you. The ending was definitely rushed and um, it, it just definitely, after following up, that was tough because the second one was so good. The yeah, Dark Knight was. was an amazing movie. It's all it part of the plan. Tough to follow that one. Totally. But, you know, again, it was a good movie that sort of uh, worked its way to a good ending and then sort of fell flat. So, yeah. <laughs> yep. Here's another one that had a sort of a weird ending uh, for an overly good movie. The Wolverine from 2013. That's the one where, uh, you know, he goes back to Japan. He finds the love of his life. He loses his powers. And it is no surprise how much I hate superhero movies where the uh, hero loses their powers and has to regain them. But then, uh, you know, he ends up fighting this giant adamantium robot that has, uh, you know, his dead benefactor in it. And, and uh, you know, the Silver Samurai was sort of cool, but it being this giant, like, mech, I don't know, just didn't didn't quite sit well for me. <laughs> yeah, and at the end, too, was that the one, too, where they get on the plane and they pop the uh, <clears throat> the briefcase and then there's the the 80s or the early 90s uh wolverine suit in that one no that that was the uh um extra scene from days of future past oh okay i wasn't sure if that one fell into it but the wolverine was that was a good movie you're right though but the whole ending of that was kind of (laughs) strange And then finally, good movies with crappy endings, how you would have changed it. Uh, I think probably the biggest one is Titanic. You know, obviously it's, uh, I mean, just this epic, epic movie from James Cameron. Um, And then at the end where, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio is hanging on to a door, which is proven to have been able to hold both of them, you know, and he drifts off into the frozen whatever. And uh, it's just... He could have survived. They could have lived happily ever after. They could have loved each other. And then, of course, you know, her dropping that $20 million diamond, you know, the old version of her into the ocean. Right, right. If I was that crew, I would have dove right in after it and gotten that because that would have paid for a lot of expeditions. But just not a satisfying ending to what's in all a pretty good movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They you never understood why they didn't just let him more on that. Like I get, he was being the gentleman and let her have more of the thing, but they could have equally balanced out where they weren't fully immersed in that water. I mean, they still would have froze, but maybe not frozen to death. Exactly. Exactly. Would have given Jack a better chance. <laughs> Rose, you're so stupid. Rose. <laughs> Folks, that does it for our topic of how it should have ended movies. When we come back, Whatever happened to the cast of, well, you're going to have to join us to find out. So uh, stay tuned. We'll see you guys in just a few.
Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Monday, January 18th. Now we talk about it a couple times each show. It is the Phoenix Line, our 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys the opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever, including our call-in topic of the day, the interactive portion of the show. We just finished up with How It Should Have Ended Movie Edition. Tomorrow's, if you want to chime in, is game over relationships. So uh, when did you know that that relationship was over? What was that spark? What was that moment that you realized, you know what? It's not going anywhere. I know Tony's got stories for days on that, so uh, it's going to be a fun one. But in order to call in with your pick for that, give us a call at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973 for the alphanumerically impaired. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those up unless it is the uh, topic for tomorrow, which you're guaranteed to have played, and we'll put them out in a future show. Now, in this segment, we're going to do something that we've done every once in a while. It's called Whatever Happened to the Cast of. And in this case, it was a movie that, uh, you know, Jesse and I were watching. We like to go back and watch some, you know, 80s, 90s nostalgic movies every once in a while just to, you know, give us a good laugh, bring back some good memories. And in this case, we are talking about the movie Billy Madison. Shampoo is better. I go on first and clean the hair. Conditioner is better. I leave the hair silky and smooth. <laughs> I know it's one of your... F- so hot. <laughs> Want to touch the hiney. I know it's one of oh, your God. favorites, Tone. Obviously, it's sort of what launched Adam Sandler into the career that he's had. But, uh, you know, it's fun nonetheless. Uh-oh, we got Frozen Tony. Uh, oh, there no, he is. you can't have Frozen Tony. No, don't freeze. <laughs> don't freeze. No technical difficulties. Get out of here with that juju. I was going to say, well, I'm glad you mentioned Adam Sandler. I actually, um, my Echo has an alarm on it, and I set one just in case last night, in case I fell asleep on the couch, which I did. And this morning, I didn't know what kind of alarm it was going to go off because I don't know what the alarm is on the Echo. And it was Adam Sandler from Hotel Transylvania, and it was like, come on, it's time to get up. It's time to wake up today. I was like, what the hell? That's cool, though. Oh, Mr. That. Lambert, is that you? <laughs> you have a dog, Mr. Lambert? Well, it's funny you mentioned Mr. Lambert. So whatever happened Mr. to the Lambert. cast of Billy Madison, first up on the list is, well, Mr. Lambert himself, Steve Buscemi, who played Danny McGrath. If you remember, uh, Billy Madison calls him up, apologizes for picking on him uh, when they were in high school, and obviously saves the day at the end of the movie. But, uh, you know, Buscemi was already well-known when he appeared in Billy Madison. Now he's appeared in over 100 films from indies to blockbusters in every genre you can think of. There's the Coen Brothers movies, including Barton Fink, Fargo, and The Big Lebowski. Children's movies, including Spy Kids 2 and Monsters, Inc. Classics like Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, and Ghost World, and everything else you can think of. Buscemi rejoined Sandler for a number of movies, including Hotel Transylvania, which you just mentioned, Big Daddy, Mr. Deeds, The Grown Ups Movies, and recently The Ridiculous Six. 
He's also directed a number of films, including Lonesome Jim and The Interview. Lastly, Buscemi is hitting a new career high. He won a Golden Globe for his performance in the series Boardwalk Empire, and his recurring role in Portlandia is a hit. He hosts his own Emmy-nominated web series Park Bench with Steve Buscemi and appears with Louis C.K. in other web series Horace and Pete. This is obviously a little dated because Louis C.K. isn't appearing in anything right now, but uh, you can still see Steve Buscemi just about anywhere. Yeah, no, he's he's well known. He's he's a he's a sexy dude. Too. <laughs> he's a weird looking Not dude. Really. He's a weird looking guy, but you know what? His characters are rather funny. He's good for that. He knows his stick, right? He's just in those things. He's a good bit character. He's he's entertaining. Like he does not drive me nuts. I actually enjoy most of the stuff he's in. Yeah. Well, moving on with whatever happened to the cast of Billy Madison. Shampoo is better. It is better. I like it better than conditioner. Uh, Darren McGavin, who played Brian Madison, of course, uh, uh, Billy's father. Well, McGavin made a career out of playing the dad, along with playing Sandler's dad and Billy Madison. He's best known for playing the father in The Christmas Story and Murphy Brown, for which he won an Emmy. McGavin's career spanned over 50 years. He made his film debut in 1945 as a song to remember, became a television star in the 1950s and 60s, and found time to act on stage as well. Sadly, Billy Billy Madison was one of McGavin's last films. He continued working through the 90s, appearing in movies like uh, Pros and Cons, Small Time, and some TV series, including The X-Files. He passed away in 2006 at the age of 83 of cardiovascular disease. And I assume that uh, it, uh, Shooter McGavin from uh, Happy uh, Gilmore was probably named after Darren McGavin in honor of his death. That makes sense, because... Every time you say McGavin, I think Shooter McGavin. Yeah, yeah. And so my guess is that, you know, he's paying a little tribute, and he likes to do that from movie to movie. Um, Speaking of which, with this next character and actor, whatever happened to the cast of Billy Madison? Shampoo is better. I go on first and clean the hair. (laughs) Bridget Wilson. Oh, played Veronica Vaughn, the first of the Ooh, VVs. Veronica Vaughn, so hot, want to touch the hiney. <laughs> a former beauty queen, Wilson continued playing the hot girl, quote unquote, in films throughout the 90s and early 2000s. Uh, she worked with Sandler again in The Wedding Singer and also appeared in I Know What You Did Last Summer, House on Haunted Hill, and Shop Girl. Wilson also br- briefly dabbled in music, releasing two albums in the 90s and a country single in 2002. I had no idea. Her most recent film was the 2008 Sonny Liston biopic Phantom Punch. Wilson may now be best known for her personal life. She married tennis pro Pete Sampras in 2000, and they have two children. In 2014, the couple made headlines for buying a $6 million Bel Air mansion. Not a bad for a teacher's salary. So uh, I re- obviously she was in the Mortal Kombat movie as well. But, yeah, she was uh, Sonya Blade, and she was Arnold Schwarzenegger's daughter in Last Action Hero. Was she the daughter? Mm-hmm. She was the daughter, yeah. And she was also in Saved by the Bell. She was always the one that was like, do I have lipstick in my teeth? Like, she was the dumb blonde on Saved by the Bell. Ah, look at that. Yeah. Although I don't recognize her from The Wedding Singer, though. I can't recall seeing her in that. And I, I love know. The Wedding Singer. I don't Ma- recall seeing her. Maybe she had just a bit part. I don't know. I'd have to go back and rewatch it. Yeah. I'll, I wouldn't mind rewatching it. I love those classic Sandlers. But Bridget Wilson, man, she was hot. And... Side note, all his movies, like, well, most of his movies like in that genre um, 
all the love interests all were VV. I don't know why, but they all started with a V and ended with a V. Exactly. Yeah. It's uh, It'd be interesting to do a breakdown one day just to sort of explore how all of them intertwine. The but... Sandler-verse. Exactly. But let's move on. Whatever happened to the cast Billy of Boot. Billy Madison? Shampoo is better! What about Bradley Whitford? Oh, he played the nemesis Eric Gordon. Whitford has gone on to become an award-winning dramatic actor. He was nominated for three Emmys, winning once and three Golden Globes for his role in The West Wing. And last year won a second Emmy for his role in Transparent. Obviously, this is a couple years old. He's also keeping up with his comedic side with roles in Happyish, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and Trophy Wife. Other post-Billy Madison career highlights include Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip, The Good Guys, and The Mentalist. He's also appeared in movies including Kate and Leopold, The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, and Cabin in the Woods, which is one of my favorite roles of his. As if that wasn't enough, Whitford has also dabbed in journalism, writing a column for the Huffington Post, and is an outspoken and political active Democrat, which uh, I didn't quite realize, but makes sense with the way that the elections went. Bradley Whitford, great comedic actor, and uh, was wonderful in that role. Yeah, he was. He was definitely a little pain. He was a jerk in that movie, for sure. Yeah. He bought into it. <laughs> Played it well. And like I said, Cabin in the Woods, if you guys haven't seen it, it is a horror movie with some funny elements. Uh, his his turn in that was just fantastic. And then let's move on. I think we got time for about one more. Whatever happened to the cast of Billy Madison? Shampoo is better. I go on first and clean the hair. Josh Mustel, who played Principal Max Anderson, obviously, uh, uh, oh, what was his uh, wrestling name? The, uh, oh. oh, I don't know, but he was like a luchador. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll get his name for you. Okay. Uh, well, Mustel was the son of actor Zero Mustel and actress Catherine Celia. He began his career as a child singing as a boy soprano in the Metropolitan Opera. Mustel began acting on Broadway in the early 70s and soon transitioned to film, appearing in classics like Jesus Christ Superstar and jo- uh, Sophie's Choice. Some of Mustel's post-Billy Madison films include The Basketball Diaries, <laughs> Rounders, Great Expectations, and State of Play. He also worked with Sandler again in 1999's Big Daddy. I forgot about that. And at age 69, yeah, he he's still there. going strong. He last appeared in the drama The Congressman early that year. And I'm sure you've got his name pulled up. Yep, The Revolting Blob. That's what it was. Yeah, so- but then it made me, I could see Chris Farley on there. That is correct. <laughs> You know, like, like he had, oh, he had to pretend he was Veronica and he was taking off pieces of clothing. Good old exactly. And I'm going to post this uh, up onto our Facebook page. So if you want to see what happened to the rest of the cast, you certainly can do so, including Adam Sandler himself, which obviously, you know, we see him probably more often than everybody else. And yeah, you don't, you see some of his bit characters in the other movies too, but. Exactly. But folks, that does it for whatever happened to the cast of, well, Billy Madison. When we come back, it is the final segment of the show. It is time for This Day in History. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. 
We are back to the final segment of this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Monday, January 18th. Now, if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it is easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts, whether it's Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Doozer, Dozer, Geezer, Gozer. Are you a god? No! <laughs> Doomed nope. us all. While you are Done. while you are there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review. Let us know what you think and tell your friends. Because why, Tony? Sharing is caring. It is caring. We care so much, which is why we do this segment each and every day at the end of the show. Hopefully drop a little knowledge. Hopefully make you laugh. It is time for This Day in History. Reversing the globe for the stories that turn the world on its head. It's This Day in History. Christian Phoenix. All right. uh, Kicking things off this day in 1778, Captain James Cook stumbles over the Sandwich Islands. Apparently, they're Hawaiian Islands. I wonder if they used uh, Hawaiian sweet rolls. Yummy. It's just making me hungry at this point. Yeah, that is good. Cook, sandwich, yum. Right? Just sounds good to me. <laughs> Moving on this. hit a sound bite, but it didn't play. <clears throat> yeah, that's all right. Moving on this day in 1817, Jose de San Martin leads a revolutionary army over the Andes to, a stack, uh, to attack Spanish lo- royalists in Chile. Boy, I stumbled over that one, but... Uh, yeah, he had some big mutton chops. Yeah, he did. Some We're more. going over the Andes. I'm a revolutionary leader. Moving on, this day in 1871, Second German Empire proclaimed by Kaiser Wilhelm I and Otto von Bismarck. And I still think they need to bring the von in between. So I'm Christian von Phoenix. Christian von Phoenix meets Otto von Bismarck in the Battle of Stash versus Beard. <laughs> Tony von San Filippo. Tony von. Hello, Here, Tony von. Here's something that's, that's weird. B-O-N. This day in 1990, 1919, compu- wow. 1990. <sighs> Compose myself. Rewind. This day in 1919, composer and musician Ignacy Jan Paderewski becomes the Polish prime minister. That would be like uh, Lil John becoming president of the United States. Yeah, what? That's, okay. That's just weird that. Uh, a composer becomes prime minister. All right. On prime minister. Panic boom. That's right. Speaking of music, this day in 1944, the Metropolitan Opera House in New York City hosts a jazz concert for the first time. The performers were Louis Armstrong, Benny Goodman, Lionel Hampton, Artie Shaw, Roy Eldridge, and Jack Tegarden. And uh, that would have been something to see in 1944 at an opera house. I mean... Prior to that, it was just, you know, your traditional opera, fat lady sings, and now you've got this new music called jazz coming in, which uh, I'm sure disrupted just about everything. Right. Right. Excellent. This day in 1963, Al Davis becomes the head coach and general manager of the Oakland Raiders, obviously became uh, owner of the Oakland Raiders, and uh, passed down the terrible haircut down to his son, Mark Davis, who's the current owner <laughs> yeah and now they and they went from oakland to la to oakland to las vegas 
Yeah, unfortunately, um, they are our Nevada team, but being Broncos fans, it doesn't sit quite well. No, exactly. I kind of wish it was a different team that went to Nevada. Like, I wish it was an NFC team so I could root for a Nevada team. But uh, happy for the state of Nevada to have them, but uh, it's the Raiders. And Raiders are going to Raider, right? Yep. And, you know, Al Davis was one of those owners who was always in, you know, had his fingers meddling into what was going on in the football operations. Sometimes for the good, more often for the bad, though. Do you know what's bad? They have not. They haven't won a Super Bowl since the eighties. I know. That's bad. I know. They've gone a few times. You know. They, in fact, they yeah. played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with John Gruden as the coach, and of course, yeah, lost uh, spectacularly. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of not fair for them, man. They had to play against their coach that knew every every freaking play, knew, right. knew everything. So that that they're pretty sucky. But oh well. Yeah, that's the way it goes. Speaking of football, this day in 1970, the 20th NFL Pro Bowl at the L.A. Coliseum. West beats East 16-13. to MVPs are Gale Sayers of the Chicago Bears and halfback George Andre of the Dallas Cowboys. Ooh. You know, and we've talked about it before. You know, the, the Pro Bowl games aren't what they used to be. Now it's just sort of an afterthought. They don't even try. It's more like a flag football game with interviews occupying most of the airtime. Right. Let's move on this day in 1973. John Cleese's final episode on Monty Python's Flying Circus on the BBC. Um, I don't know how big of a Monty Python fan you are, Tony. I love Monty Python, and John Cleese was one of the backbones of that troupe. Oh, absolutely. He's huge. I mean, he was a big part of that. And obviously went on to star in a number of movies, and, and you know, his voice is iconic, but... Uh, I mean, that, that is the thing that sort of started sketch comedy, British sketch com- comedy, um, and, and really took it off to, to where it is now. Right. Speaking of TV, this day in 1974, The Six Million Dollar Man, starring Lee Majors, premieres on ABC TV. You remember the sound it would make anytime he'd do something? It was like the... Yeah. Six Million Dollar Man, Steve Austin. <laughs> Not Stone Cold. No, I always thought I always got that confused. I'm like, huh, $6 million man, Steve Austin, and Stone Cold? <laughs> and at this point in time, $6 million wouldn't uh, buy you all of those bionics, and you know, it'd have to be more like the $100 no. million dollar man. Yeah, absolutely. Moving on with music history. This day in 1980, Pink Floyd's album The Wall hits n- uh, number one. I forgot that Pink Floyd, you know, The Wall was a 1980 album. You know, you think of it, you know, mid-70s, sort of that classic rock. That's you know. what I thought. I didn't realize it was in the 80s. Yeah, 1980. And it stayed number one, and it is still one of the top-selling albums of all time. Yeah, well, it's a fantastic album. So So good. So good. You know what wasn't good? This day in 1991, where the U.S. acknowledges CIA and U.S. Army paid Panamanian general and dictator Manuel Noriega $320,000 over his career to basically fund his coup and uh, really a dark spot in American history. Yeah. Now Definitely. He, I can't even comment on anything, you know, pictures and stuff, because half of these are not showing up on my or on, on my version of On This Day. Interesting so. that it changes from... It's weird. It's so weird. <laughs> this day in 1993, which this blows my mind, Martin Luther King Jr. holiday is observed in all 50 states of the U.S. for the first time. 1993. That's crazy. I would have thought our whole lives it was that way. Right? Because we, I mean, we learned about him even young. Like, I remember we celebrated his birthday as little kids. Like, 
they did things. But, yeah, uh, that's crazy. I assume that it was some of the southern states that were that were the holdouts. But uh, in any case, 1993, all 50 that's states. That's a fun fact. I did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a fun fact this day. In 1998, Larry Bird returns to Boston as head coach of the Indiana Pacers for the first time. As a former Celtic center, Robert Parrish is honored by having his number double zero raised to the Fleet Center rafters. Um, you know, obviously, Larry Bird, an icon, would have been great to see him as a Celtics head coach years afterwards. Absolutely. It's always you always get curious if when your uh, icon and legend is in a different uniform, even if it's coaching. Like if Elway was GMing for another team, that would be strange. That would, that would be really strange. Be weird to me. I know he's not even GMing us anymore, but had he gone to another team and did that versus with us, that would have just been weird. Yeah. Moving on this day in 2013, Brandon Boyd of Incubus announces his new band, Sons of the Sea. Um, I enjoyed Incubus back in the day. Um, I've never heard of this band. Is Incubus yeah, back together? Are they band. doing anything? Yeah, Incubus is still around. Interesting. I had no idea. I don't idea. know. They haven't really put out anything new, but uh, yeah, they've uh, they still do stuff. All right, all right, very cool. That's all. Yeah, I'm, I'm googling to see uh, if they did, but uh, yeah, doesn't really say what they're up to nowadays. All right. I'd imagine not much with the Rona Rona. <laughs> And that well, they released a, a B-side album on April 17th of last year. There you go. And then finally, this day in history, this day in 2015, the AFC Championship game where the New England Patriots beat the Indianapolis Colts and the NFC Championship game where the Seattle Seahawks beat the Green Bay Packers. And uh, just so glad not to see the Patriots in there anymore. No, well, you still kind of get you still kind of get it with Tom Brady. You have the Tampa Bay Patriots. I know exactly. <laughs> in a way, so we'll see. I mean, it's gonna be a tough, tough battle for them against Green Bay, though. Woof! It Aaron is. Rodgers is rolling. I, I even think whoever makes it from the AFC side is gonna have a tough time if Green Bay gets there. It'll be fun to see, nonetheless. But uh, with our final minute, let's run down some of today's holidays. <laughs> All right. Obviously, it is Martin Luther King Day, um, King Junior Day, so many people are off of work. Uh, but it is also Elementary School Teacher Day. Let's go ahead and honor them. It is Maintenance Day, so go ahead and fix that refrigerator if you can. It is National Day of Service, so go ahead and serve something. It is National Gourmet Coffee Day. It is Winnie the Pooh Day. And it is National Peking Duck Day, which is a little ironic because most Chinese food places are closed on Monday, so you can't even get it. (laughs) But folks, that does it for our Monday episode. We will be back tomorrow on a Tuesday with Animal Tales. In the meantime, enjoy your Monday. We will see you all tomorrow. Peace!